Welcome to Row 2 Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's Row 2 Play! What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Road to Play Podcast. I'm your game master, Kent Blue, and this week we are wrapping up our game of Monster of the Week, which is written by Michael Sands. We're playing a scenario called Juniper Springs, which I forgot to mention last time, uh, was written by Mark Tigart. Apologies on messing up the name there, but I meant to mention last time that he wrote this scenario that we that we ran and had a ton of fun playing. Speaking of playing, uh, the players were... David Hopkins and Andy Preller from the Erie International Podcast. You should definitely check that out. It's talking about horror movies, books, just everything horror, really. It's a really great podcast. I love it. I'll just do it every week when it comes up. Also joining them is Diego Juarez of the Terror Table Podcast, which is another horror movie podcast. It's from some boys out of Canada. Again, highly recommended. Love all those guys. They're, they're such great guys. Their shows are so awesome. Definitely go and give them a listen. So yeah, not much else going on this week. Oh, wait. Actually, there is. Big thing, uh, if you're paying attention over on the Facebook page or on Twitter or basically any of our social media, for a couple of friends of the show's good friends of mine, Tim and Kristen Devine, they wrote a role-playing game that'll be coming out later this year called The North Sea Epilogues. Uh, yeah, they partnered up with Garfield Games to write a role-playing game in their... I guess it's the North Sea Saga uh, that, of board games, which are Raiders of the North Sea, Explorers of the North Sea... Shipwrights of the North Sea. So yeah, coming later this year on Kickstarter, uh, Tim and Kristen's game, North Sea Epilogues, is going to be hitting Kickstarter to be funded. So definitely watch out for that. We will definitely, definitely keep you updated on it of any news that happens when that Kickstarter is going to drop. Tim and Kristen are such great people. You've heard them both on this podcast multiple times. Uh, You should definitely get behind their work. I'm so excited for them. So happy. It's so awesome to see this cover. You'll definitely have to go check out the social media pages to see this cover. Uh, It looks so good. And this game, I just know, is going to be incredible. Outside of that, nothing really to talk about this week. So let's just jump right back into Monster of the Week and see... See how our monster hunters deal with this this town of Juniper Springs that has just cannot sleep anymore. So yeah, your van, yeah, you start it up and you begin to drive and, it, you know, it makes it out there. But uh, as you pull into the driveway of the farmhouse, uh, the van definitely definitely feels like it's running not quite as well as it should be and and you know your monster hunters one thing you want to make sure is that uh geraldine one thing you want to make sure is that that's your vehicle is always ready to go you don't want it breaking down while you're you know out running a chupacabra or something sure okay so we, we something's going on here i mean we, we've already been told that electricity doesn't work in this town that cars don't work in this town and now the, our machine here is stuttering, so I think let's 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 look into the car. And but we we need to be uh, on alert here. So um, something the phones are already not working, and as long as, uh, as if we stay here any longer, I think I'm, I'm, 
I'm curious if our guns will stop working, but there's no electricity in there, so hopefully I it's hope only not. affecting affecting electricity. So have we arrived at the circus or are we still on the way? Oh, no, yeah, you make it. Well, currently okay. uh, you're driving up like the driveway of the farm, which you've learned is the leaving farm. You learned that from the sheriff. Uh, you kind of uh, got to go up its driveway to get to the field that the circus is in. So that's where you're at currently. Okay, so what are you guys thinking? Where do we put this lion? <laughs> I think is, we... Did, oh, I mean, there's probably some, some sort of cage where he's come from, so we, we I don't need know. to put this lion away <laughs> somewhere. If, if that person conjured it up through thought, it might not be from the circus. I think um, we, should, we should ask the ringleader if he knows if, it, if he knows this lion. You guys missing a lion? <laughs> <laughs> um, I say we leave it in the car for now. It's it's chill. Okay. Let's calm down. We can give us some I, chips. I, <laughs> oh, I, it has been shot, so maybe someone <laughs> should look after that lion. I Probably don't, don't want me looking after it. I meant someone from the circus, not from us. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Other <laughs> things to do. But hey, I, I don't want this lion to die in my car. <laughs> can I use magic to heal? Yeah, so you there's you, a there's a one that's like heal harm from an injury, cure disease, or neutralize a poison. But I didn't know if that was self only. Uh, we'll say you can use it on on the lion. So do you All stop right, so gonna, and like and get out and? Yeah, I'm gonna get out and um, start to cast another spell. Uh, this one has sort of like a green aura around my hands. Um, gets bigger and bigger, almost like a bubble, um, and then all it'll sort of kind of dissipate into sort of a mist over the lion and down into the the box that we made. See if I can heal it. Okay, yeah, as you open the back door <laughs> and you get your hands glowing and, and misting, you, you realize there is no longer a lion in your box. Uh-oh. All right, well, we figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so these are some sort of dream constructs, uh, more than likely. So, Kuso, what's up with your leg? Is there any wound at all? Um, it looks like the wound has actually disappeared, as well as the lion. Nope, the li- the wound yeah, is actually <laughs> still there. <laughs> okay, okay. So the wound is real, even if the lion isn't? Yep. Okay. The body can't survive without the mind, man. If you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. That's right. <laughs> David just cracked the mystery. You are all jacked into the Matrix. <laughs> you die in the game, you die in real life. Um, okay, so... Yeah, let, let's... Why, Go ahead. Let's, in, let's investigate that farm. That's what I was going to say. Let's, and sheriff. let's not split up this time. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Let's stay together. All right. So, yeah, you walk up to the farmhouse, um, and it's just, it, you know, it's a pretty big house. Uh, <laughs> nothing too extravagant. It's not like a mansion or anything. It's it's not what David lives in. Uh, <laughs> a two-story house. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you walk up to it, and, yeah, you're, you, you get up on the porch. The porch kind of goes the entire front side of the house yeah let's let's knock on the door knock. see if anyone's home anyone home knock knock <laughs> all right yeah you hear you hear somebody you hear some movement you hear some walk up and open the front door and and it's uh this this older this you know middle-aged gentleman probably in his 40s and uh he opens and like everyone else in town you can see just he's tired in his eyes you can see he's not sleeping at all uh and he he looks and he looks you up down. He's like, uh, 
Yeah, uh, can help you with something? Good day, sir. Uh, we're federal investigators. Your local sheriff called us into town because she said there's some weird happenings going on around here. People aren't sleeping for a few days, and we've been told that maybe, I don't know, some, some girl or a young lady from around this farm or was maybe the first case that stopped sleeping. So we thought we... We'd come around and, and if if you're cool with that, ask you some some questions about that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's 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 my daughter. Uh, yeah, that's Angie. Uh, she's she's four. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, come on in. Why don't you come on in and uh, we can sit down and, and I'll tell you what I know about what happened. Thank you very much. <clears throat> so we're going in. Yep. So you go in. It's you know these guys. You you go into the the living room, the the main room there, and uh, he walks over. And he's like, "Well, uh, I I can really only offer you, you know, room temperature water. Uh, if you want some, the refrigerator, just like everything else in the town, went out. So that's the best I can offer you. But would you like some water? Yeah, I I'd like water. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay. I would too. Yep. So he goes off. I'm good. Comes back with a cup of water or water for himself and water for Cuso and Geraldine. He sits down in a, in a recliner in the corner and motions for you to sit down. You know, you can take a seat on either the couch or love seat or whatever you want. And then he just tells you, he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, so the circus came to town uh, about, oh, I don't know, about four, four or five days ago. It's hard to hard to remember when you don't have sleep cycles. Uh and we went to it. It was a real fun time. Uh, we went through, you know, we went to all the stuff. We went to the the beautiful bestiary and saw saw the animals. Uh, there's some real real strange ones in there. There's like a, a featherless eagle and uh, you know the just tank that had like what they called a, a a mermaid in it, but it was clearly not a real mermaid. But uh, they had one of those big big snakes, uh, you know, just laying around as most snakes do, but. You know, we went there. We we went into the the museum, the monsters. We saw all the stuff. Basically, we saw the show. Uh, and last, we went to the uh, we went through the the maze, the mirror maze. Which, you know, that thing was incredibly big inside, as as to opposed to what what you see from the outside. And you know, it took us a good forty five minutes just to get through it. Uh, and everything was fine. We got home that night, and that's really when it started. Angie just. You know, I don't know. She has a real fear of clowns. I don't know if it was the clowns at the circus that scared her, but she said that she just stopped sleeping. And then a day later, everyone kind of started stopped sleeping, and it seems like it it kind of spread from there. Who else is there living here? Oh, I've got seven kids and the wife. Uh, oh boy, yeah, Jesus, yeah. I'm used to not sleeping, but not this much. <laughs> But this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, uh, okay, can we talk to uh, your kid? Uh, to Angie? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, she she's up in her room. She doesn't like to leave it much. She she's. I mean, she's those clowns must have done a number on her. She's she's afraid that she's going to see clowns somewhere. So she sticks to her room, except to come out and use the bathroom. And well, that's really about it. Geraldine, why don't why don't you go up and talk to her by yourself? Yeah, just just one more question before I go. Um, has she has she seen 
clowns only at the circus or has she told you about clowns anywhere else? Well, she saw clowns at the circus and then she, uh, you know, she'll scream every once in a while and say there's clowns roaming around outside, but I, I haven't seen them, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. But I mean, with a Just lack like, with a lack of sleep, you know, the the mind, you know, plays tricks on you. I mean, I swear that I've seen, I swear I saw an elephant walk through our yard the other day. And did you see an elephant at the circus? Oh yeah, they got an elephant over there too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see what's going on. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 going upstairs. I, 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 is, do you think it's a good idea for a, for a strange woman just to go into a child's uh, <laughs> room? Um, Would you would you care to introduce me? Oh, yeah. before yeah. I talk to your daughter. Yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah I'll take you up there and, and introduce cool, nice. you, and you know I can stay there uh, with you, or if you feel like you need to talk to her on your own, whatever you decide. I mean, you're you're clearly with somebody important, so we're just trying to get this get this wrapped up. I mean, have you ever gone multiple 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 days without sleep? Well, not 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 the way that this town has. It seems like. Yeah, it, it, it does a number on you. Uh, people people out there, we stay here because people out there, you know, you hear everybody's getting a little violent, a little on edge, which you can understand, but, you know, no need for violence. But better just to stay home. So, yeah, he, he takes you, he walks you up some stairs. Uh, it's through the house. You see pictures of the family. It's a nice family, a big family, seven kids. Uh, you see a picture of his wife and all the other kids. You hear some of them playing outside, but uh, the wife, you're not really sure where she is. She's probably gone into town for something. But you do come to a room. Uh, you know, it's a big enough house where all the kids ha have their own room, even though there's seven of them. Uh, and he says, yeah, uh, here's a room. He says, you know, she's... She's definitely going through some things right now, so she may, you know, I can't can't really promise what kind of mood she'll be in or if she wants to answer anything, but he opens the door for you to go in. Okay, so oh, Angie was the name, correct? Yeah, and, and as you go in, you see just a typical little girl's room. Uh, you know, she's got... She's got a bed, she's got a little place, a uh, little beanbag she can sit in. Uh, she's got some comic books laying on the ground uh so some like choose your own adventure books uh she's got a couple dolls in the corner but you know it's just basic kid stuff so hey angie my name is geraldine how are you doing uh yeah and she's sitting in the beanbag chair and she she looks up and she's like hi uh uh who, who are you i'm a friend um me and my friends are here to We heard that you're all, your people here are trouble sleeping and, and seeing things, and we thought we'd come around and talk to you and hopefully be of help. So, and your your father was kind enough to let us in and and let us try to to help you. So, and I thought I'd talk to you for a little bit because he told us that that you yeah you haven't slept in in some days. Oh no, I I, I can't sleep because the clowns the clowns will eat me if I sleep. The clowns will eat you. Where are the clowns? Uh, well, uh, the, you know that they were at the circus and they they come around the house. And you're not a clown, are you? You're not. You're not a clown, right? Do I look like a clown to you? I'm not a clown. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. Um, I'm. I'm. Let's say I'm police. Okay. Well, police. <laughs> I'm here to help. 
Police are good. Police are good. So okay, you're you're not a clown. I I, I believe that you're not a clown. Because if I, you know, if you were a clown, I'd have to. I don't know. I'd, I'd I don't know what I'd do if you were a clown. So I guess you would eat you, me. But you're not asleep, so. Well, I mean, I do. Do, do, you, do you do you see them regularly, and and do you see them in your room? Uh, they've they, uh, they've never come in my room. Uh, one was in in the living room one day, uh, just standing there honking its red nose. But they you know they don't they don't come in my room. I, I yeah, that's why I stay in here. I feel safe in here at least. So you you stay in your room all the time, except except for when I gotta gotta go 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 to the bathroom. And. So what what are your 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 siblings doing? Do do they have do they see similar things? Has anyone else seen the clowns, or do they see something else? Do do, do they talk to you about stuff like that? Uh, and she kind of looks at her dad, and he nods, and she's like, "Well, I don't know that they see clowns. I heard I heard Tommy uh, talking about seeing this this really uh, this." I don't know what it is. It's one of those things that uh, that has the hump on its back, you know, but it was like rotting from the inside. You mean like like camel or? Yeah, cam- yeah, camel. Uh, he said that he sees saw camel, uh, like the one over at the circus, and except that it was all rotted and, and, and dying, and and uh, and and Molly, my sister, she said she saw like a like a zombie type thing, but, but, you know, like more, more like a monster than a zombie. It had like long claws and really sharp teeth, but, but it looked like it was, it was dead like a zombie. She says she saw that, uh, over, over on the playground outside the school. This sounds familiar to me. Um, sir, the, the elephant that you saw, was that in any way weird? Like like rotting or or anything that a usual elephant would not look like. Oh well, I mean it was just you know a basic elephant, but I'm sure it was just my mind playing tricks on me just from lack of sleep. I mean it just it just like walked through the yard, you know. But I didn't see any footprints or anything after it. So, but no, it was nothing. I don't know these these kids. Maybe they've they've watched too many too many movies or or something, but. Their their imaginations definitely play tricks on them. I'd say, but yeah, yeah. I, I see you're letting them read comic books. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> well, you know, that, I didn't I didn't think so. But but my wife she says that the comics are good for expanding their imagination. But you know, I, I, if it were up to me, the, they 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 wouldn't be reading the comic books. <laughs> okay. So yeah, thank you very much, Angie. Um, uh, well. We're trying to, we do our best to to help you all so that you can go back to sleep and and you don't have to to fear any any clowns anymore. And um, I I promise we will we'll do our best and and get rid of any harm if there is anything. Well, I really hope so because you know I want I want to sleep, but I don't want the clowns to eat me. I I don't think that there's a you don't need to really be afraid of, of the clowns. Everything will be fine. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving um, okay. and I'm going downstairs again. Okay, so yeah, as you go out, uh, the father kind of leads you down. He 
Uh, you know, he, he gives Angie a hug and he, he leads you down. And, and as you're, you're going, you, you hear, you know, you hear a whisper, you hear, you hear, ma'am, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I turn back. Yeah. And Angie, she motions you over and, uh, she, she calls you down so she can, she can whisper in your ear. And she says, uh, she says, don't look in the mirrors for too long. And then she goes back and shuts her door. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Um, going, going downstairs to, to meet with my companions. All right. So Frank and Kuso, what were y'all doing while this was, you know, about five minutes or so happening upstairs? I mean, is, is the house on fire or anything that we need to worry about? <laughs> I just want to know how much how much time has passed in game because if if Frog's vision was for an hour from when he first had it, I'm wondering how much time we we have left before shit hits the fan. Yeah, we're probably pressing up against that hour. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was staring in a mirror the whole time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did you see in the mirror? Uh, I saw nothing. Yeah. Okay. That seems about right. <laughs> so I, I was just I, having a conversation with the dad. Um, he was not, upstairs. Not small talk. Oh, he was upstairs still. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Uh, no, you were looking. definitely. No, you were definitely having a conversation with the dad. That works. Okay. <laughs> uh, just sort of asking um, how long they'd been there, their history of the town, etc. Yeah, and and when you asked that, he's like. He's like, well, we've been here endless. <laughs> oh, that's uh, disconcerting. All right. <laughs> and then he doesn't say anything else after how that. Long, how, and long then, how long have you been here? How long have you been endless? And then you, you turn as you hear people coming down the stairs and you see Geraldine come down and the father come down behind her and you look back to the recliner and the father is no longer there. Oh, no. Okay. Is he in the mirror? Uh, go look at the mirror. I'm going to look in the mirror. All right, let's see. Would you say you're investigating a mystery? Um, yeah, I think you're probably invested because that's definitely mysterious how the father was upstairs and in the chair at the same time. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to investigate a mystery, man. All right. A 4 a 3 7 uh sharp is 0 for me, so I barely made it. Uh, hold 1. Um. Yeah. All right. So you can ask one of those questions. Do you have the list what is of being questions? concealed okay. here? All right. So yeah. Um. What's being concealed here is it's not so much being concealed, but as I think that Geraldine's already picked up on, you've probably thought too that that something is definitely manifesting people's kind of thoughts or what may be their dreams normally. Is or people are there's a something's happening in this town that's manifesting their dreams, and while they may not be completely real, as evidenced by Kuso's legs, they can definitely harm you, and it's just kind of driving every. I mean, people are seeing just illusions and hallucinations, which is just kind of pushing everyone over the edge. The lack of sleep and and seeing these things that they thought only existed within their minds playing out in, in real time, and it seems like. If you're around somebody that's thinking about it, that it is that you can see what they're what they're thinking of. You can see like their hallucinations come out. So it, it definitely feeds off of people and it makes it real for those around, them, at least for a short time. Got it. 
Yeah, I misunderstood how this worked. I meant what was being concealed in the mirror. <laughs> oh, um, uh, well, uh... I, I, I see. I see now that I'm asking you a question about the thing in general. That's my bad. Okay, no, we can let's roll with that. That's good. Okay. Uh, okay. So where are we headed? Yeah, I, I talked to the girl, and she she told me that um, not only did she see or, or does she see um, clowns, and she thinks as soon as she's going to sleep, the clowns will will eat her. Her her siblings have seen other disturbing things as well. It's always been like like animals or creatures from the circus, but in a in a like kind of disturbing way, like like rotting away and stuff like that. And one of them saw something which might be a ghoul, I think, from from the description. There's a chance that ghouls are somehow involved in this. And then then when I was going, she told me to not look into the mirrors for too long. And they they had been to the to the maze of mirrors at the circus. Um, and I mean everything. Everything points to to the circus at this point, right? I mean, let's go I mean, to the hall of mirrors. Everyone's seeing stuff from there. I mean, you've been to the hall of mirrors earlier, haven't you? I just kind but, of yeah. phased through everything to look yeah. around. I didn't actually look in any of the yeah. mirrors. Yeah, I, I think we should go and investigate more there. All right. All right. So you you say you know you you say your farewells or whatever to to Jacob leave in and and head out. And as you head, walk out the door, you are met uh, standing there just dead still in the middle of the yard. There are, there's four clowns just standing there staring at you. Huh. And uh, the and <laughs> you know one one has a giant a big knife in its hand, and another one has a big like scythe in its hand. Another one has just a club, a a gnarly looking like just torn off a tree club and the other one is just just sitting there it has nothing in its hands but it has long fingernails what are they moving uh right now they're just they're about 15 you know about 15 feet away which i guess is probably about three or i don't know four meters uh i really need to learn these conversions because i I play with (laughs) international people (laughs) what do they do up there in canada diego Uh um, is it meters or feet? You know what? I don't know. God damn it. <laughs> they, they, they are a distance away where they can't punch you, but after a few steps, they would hit you. Okay. So, oh, so about, uh, about 10 beaver pelts. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to yell out, uh, can we help you guys? <laughs> yep. They don't, they don't say anything, but they all definitely take a step closer to you. All right, um, let's kick some ass. All right. <laughs> That's enough for me. <laughs> pulling, pulling my shotgun. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, I'm going to pull out guys, my magnum. So kind of like what you did with the lion, you guys tell me and use the environment. I mean, the environment is just, you got a mostly open, you know, open front yard. There's a, there's a porch swing. There's, you got the porch. There's a tree with a tire hanging from it. You got your van there. So you just kind of narrate what you do. There's four clowns to deal with. And, you know, after you do a little narration, we'll roll some dice and see how it plays out. So how, the clowns- how close are they standing to each other? Uh, they're probably about a couple of arms length away from each other. So they're spread out. Um, what what were the clowns holding again? Uh, one's got a big knife. One's got a like a scythe. Uh, another one's got just this big gnarly club, and the other one's just got long fingernails, like long talons. All right, the one with the scythe. I'm gonna um, cast another spell 
Um, similar to my box for the lion, but this time um, <clears throat> I'm making a bunch of concentric circles in the air that are all sort of overlapping each other. Um, sort of uh, larger ones going down into smaller ones to where it looks like it's almost like a wormhole. Uh, and I'm going to banish this clown straight into the depths of hell. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Six. One. Uh, seven plus my three for weird is a ten. Uh, it works without issue. Yep. Tell us what that looks like as he's banished to hell. Uh, he sort of folds in on himself. Um, <laughs> he screams um, and kind of crumples into nothingness. The last thing to go is his nose, which makes a very satisfying honking noise as it disappears. <laughs> All right, yeah, that sounds good. So that's one less clown to deal with. Uh, Geraldine and Cuso, what are you what are you doing at, at during the or how are you dealing with whatever clowns you want to deal with? Okay, which um, one did you kill? Sorry, it's just the which one was it again? The scythe one. The one with the scythe, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. I'm I'm shooting my shotgun at the clown that is closest to me. All right, we'll say that's Talon's clown. We'll say that was the one with the with the big fingernails. All right, so um, I have a plus one on my um, on my shotgun. So I'm rolling uh, a six plus one seven. All right, so seven on kick ass. So okay, um, you get you can choose you can choose one extra effect. So we'll say so you pull your your shotgun right. It was your shotgun that you pulled to yeah. use. Okay. So you pull that, and, and it definitely makes some movements towards you. Uh, so it it comes at you and starts swiping at you as as you pull your shotgun out. You can choose to, uh, you can gain an advantage, which would mean you get plus one going forward on your next roll, or you can give it to you know if you're you can choose to give it to someone if they need it if they need the plus one. Uh, you can inflict one extra harm on it, which that or or you could you could suffer one less harm yourself. Or you could kind of you know force them to go where you want if you're wanting to force them into a different position. But uh, it's going um, to it's with its claws, it's definitely going to get you and do you know two two harm to you. So okay, I have um, I have armor a plus one for armor. Um, does that help me? Oh anyway? yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll that'll negate one of those. So yeah, okay. So uh, I choose the extra harm. Okay. So what do I do now? <laughs> uh, so your your shotgun gave you. Let me see here. Your shotgun. The sauna shotgun shot three harm. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay. what you're looking for? Yes. Yeah, so it did three harm. Then you're adding one, so you do four. So yeah, that's going to be enough to 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 kill it. So you can you can narrate uh, how how that works out. Okay. So the, the shotgun goes off at close range and um well it pretty much blows the the clown's chest out and he <laughs> tumbles backwards and falls down dead and i don't know does he disappear yeah, you, you <laughs> i guess a, he disappears <laughs> yeah you blow a hole on him he falls backwards hits the ground uh we're gonna go with the nose gives a good honk as well because that seems appropriate <laughs> and yeah after just a couple seconds it, it just kind of fades away all right yeah. so Okay, so I go. I, I I walk directly up to the clown with the knife, and I put my revolver in its mouth, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll to hopefully 
my gun doesn't backfire or anything. It, it continues to smile as it is now has it has your gun in its mouth. All right, so I got five, six, seven, eight, and then uh, weird. I think is plus two. Was it? Yep. Yeah, weird is plus two, so I get a ten. All right, yeah. So yeah, it definitely as 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 you thrust the gun in its mouth, it's going to take a, a swipe at its knife and kind of catch you catch you in the side of your stomach. Which wait, do I keep getting hurt? Yeah, whenever you kick ass, you go into a fight with it. So you you're going to deal damage to each other. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. <laughs> did I, did I suffer any damage from the uh, from the fight? Because, yeah, your uh, I, it did too. I, your armor took away. Uh, yeah, you got so. Yeah, it def, it got its claws like maybe in your arm a little bit. It's just minor damage, so. Okay, nothing that I should need to uh, check my my harm. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, check check one harm, but it's it's not enough to really like slow you down or anything. It's just more of an annoyance and and. <laughs> And Diego, it's kind of the same with you. You haven't suffered a lot. I mean, you've suffered. No, you know, so I've suffered too harm now. Yeah, so you know, it maybe just just slows you down just a little bit, but it's not going to affect your rolls or anything yet. So, okay, okay. Well, anyways, yeah. So I get a ten. Uh, it, it stabs me a little bit, but I, I blow its brains out. All right. Yeah. So so you you stick it in there. Look, you're using your revolver, right? Yeah. All right. So that does two harm. Uh, do you want to take the inflict terrible harm to add another harm on it? Yeah. I'll do okay. That. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be enough you, you, to to take it out. So you go ahead and tell us what what that looks like as you as you know that fight plays out. So I, I blow its brains out, but instead of brains, it's cotton candy. Yep. Um, and it, it makes a weird. Uh, it, it plays like a, a little circus jingle. Yep. And then uh, it still laughs as it's falling and hitting the ground, and it's laughing, and then it just kind of turns into uh, the whole body turns into cotton candy, and I eat some. That works for me. <laughs> all right so y'all have got clubby the clown to deal with and uh you know i'm just going to let you three kind of narrate each part it's not going to do any damage to you because it's three on one so let's just go kind of in turn of how y'all gang up on this thing and and, and deal with it just make it as cool as possible <laughs> i'm going to enchant uh who, who who would like an enchantment on their weapon i'll take one <laughs> okay, and you have what do you have again? I have a revolver, but I also have a big knife. Yeah, big knife. Yeah. So the you have a big knife, or the you cut out? Sorry. I have a big knife. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna enchant your big knife uh, and make it so that it's made out of um, the black plague. Oh. Um, so I'll cast a quick spell. Um, it basically turns it into a very literal deep black, uh, with some sparks, some like black sparks kind of coming off of it. Um, so it'll give you a little bit of an extra edge, no pun intended. Uh, so that's a one so far. It's looking bad. And a three, four plus my three is seven. Actually that worked. Um, it works imperfectively imperfectly. Uh, choose your effect and a glitch. Um, So do I? Oh, okay. So do you choose the glitch, Kent, um, or you choose the effect that it has? You, you. Oh yeah, I'll, 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 uh, yeah, I'll do the glitch. Which we're gonna go just pretty simple. It's just gonna be a short duration. So pretty much after okay. you finish this fight, it, it'll lose that black, pe- black plague power. Power. Okay. Oh, that's fine. All right. I so was, that- I was worried. I was worried that the glitch was gonna be like, uh, but I end up catching the black plague as well. <laughs> I mean, it could have been something like that, but 
<laughs> well, put it to use, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so then I walk up. I I, I kind of circle around the clown because he's focused on you two guys, and I I uh, you know like the prison shanking motion. You've probably seen that in like movies and stuff. Yep. I'm familiar, yeah. <laughs> okay, I do I do that to him. So I just grab him, prison shank him in the liver a bunch of times. <laughs> okay. All right, Geraldine, how are you adding to this this just horrible scene of a man? <laughs> yeah, this is horrendous. <laughs> of a man a man giving this clown the black plague, but also you know rendering him uh, his liver just you know into pieces. The salad. <laughs> well, I, I can't shoot the shotgun because I would kill Kuso. So I'm I'm pulling out my big knife and going straight for the throat oh. of the of the clown <laughs> while Kuso is holding him from from behind and, and shanking his liver. I'm going for the throat and, and pulling it just from one ear to the to the other. <laughs> nice, yeah. giving it and giving him uh, yeah, another country. another smile. Yeah, and as you as you do that, uh, you as it's as it's definitely bleeding out and dying. Uh, just there's a moment where, and you know this this might happen to your character a lot if you're okay with it, where it kind of morphs into to what you a goal, what what took your family. You know, it doesn't like physically morph, but maybe just in your mind you see it, you see it kind of turn into a goal, and that's part of just why you do this you know because of that the the creatures that took your family just every time you you deal with a monster you kind of put this this on it as you get rid of it but yeah it drops to the ground uh bleeds out we'll we'll say uh you know it, it bleeds out like like uh balloons a little bit you know unblown up balloons sad limp balloons and then just disappears oh (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's not the reaction I expected from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's just because I was having so much fun stabbing it. I mean, you could continue to stab it. I mean, yeah. And then you'll just I, I be stabbing tired. the dirt. And... <laughs> so yeah, some some killer clowns have been dealt with. Okay, so that was weird. Um, but uh, <laughs> we we know these these things are. Are able to hurt us, so um, we we did the right thing. But David hasn't gotten hurt yet, has he? Nope. That's because he stays back and uses magic. That's right. That's, that's a good He's, idea. Yep. I'm just your regular old mom. I don't have any <laughs> magic. <laughs> okay, I, I guess always... yeah. We we need to get going. This 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 has to stop soon. Um. Uh. So let's let's get going and let's see. What's going on uh, in that in that maze of mirrors? Yeah, but so, don't stare into the mirrors for too long. Should Kuso wait outside? I say, say I know one guy who's going to explicitly ignore that. <laughs> 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 All right, let's run into the hall of mirrors. Um, Kuso and his and his in his, his I don't even know what word I'm looking for. His uh, unpredictability be damned. <laughs> we, let's just we're running out of time. Let's run in there. All right, so yeah, you head in, and as you're heading in, you, uh, you can still see the town a little bit from here, and uh, you notice the town is definitely some of the buildings, as uh, as Frank noticed in when looking an hour ahead, some of the buildings have now, all of you can see it, have now changed. They're as if they're they're older, kind of ninth, you know, maybe late nineteenth century, that like they belong to the nineteenth century, and you can hear a little bit of commotion coming from the town, some screams, and just. You know, maybe sounds of, of violence just carried across the wind. 
this is sound music to my ears. So the the screaming and the fighting's coming from the town. Yeah, but it's it, it you know it's kind of in line with what you saw. So you know it's just people people uh, what you it's basically uh, it's exactly what you saw. You know the screaming is the people running from whatever that form that you couldn't quite make out. And <clears throat> there's people fighting each other. You know. Got it. Okay. Yeah, let's run into town then. Find out where the screams are coming from. I'm going to fly in over top and kind of get a uh, an aerial view of what's happening. Okay. Uh, you other two, are you all heading into the Maze of Mirrors still? or? Um, I run to the town as well, but I got a question. For my, my one move to an in, do I have to like see the monster specifically, or can I just be like, there's something there, I maybe I can attune my mind to it? Um... Let me see. Or do I have to be like, oh, there's a monster in front of me. Now I can use it. You kind of have to be aware of a monster. Now let's... <coughs> we can go back and say you used it on one of these, if you want, use it on one of the clowns before they disappeared, you know? Okay. You can say sure. that one that you were chopping up its liver, you know, stuck around long <laughs> enough that you could, you could use this on it if you want. Sure. And we'll kind of we'll make it work through that. Okay, let's do that. All right, let's do that real quick before we deal with other stuff. Okay, so as I was stabbing it in the liver, uh, oh, I got I got I got to tune my mind to Monster Minion, so I got to roll. Yeah, you have a good connection with it when you're, you know, your hands inside of it. <laughs> uh, so I rolled, and I got a seven, and then plus weird, oh, and yeah. my weird is two, so I got eight, nine. So you got nine. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can you can ask me one. Do you have the list of questions there? Yeah, you can ask me one of those yeah. questions. Um, and we'll we'll kind of apply it. Uh, if we need to, we'll apply it to what the bigger threat is or whatever. We'll make okay. it work. So I ask, how can I attract its attention? Okay. So yeah. So so you you attuned your mind to this to this creature, and you realize that this this creature's more. While it is kind of just an illusion, it is being manifested by something. So your mind kind of sinks in and attunes with the thing that's that's triggering all of this. And um, you kind of see that it, it is nearby. It's definitely you get the feeling that it is at the circus. And you uh-huh. get the and you know that you get the feeling that just going into the maze of mirrors is probably how you can attract its attention. Okay. Okay, uh, so now do we flash back to where we were, basically? Yeah, so yeah, now we're back at uh, Franck has taken flight, uh, if you still want to, uh, to do that, you know, to get up over the town. Now, running to the town is going to, I mean, it would take a little while. I mean, you could see it and hear it, so but it would, it's still probably, you know, a little ways away that running to it would take a little a little time, not too long, yeah. but a couple minutes at least. I'm proceeding into the maze of mirrors. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the maze of mirrors now that I I have that knowledge. <clears throat> okay. So you share? Do you want to share that knowledge with them? Before? Oh yeah. yeah well, okay. let's say Frank took off before I could tell him. So he's overlooking the the town. So I let Geraldine know. Hey, I think this is the right choice. I think there's something in here. Okay. Cool. I, um, I I think we should stick together. 
<laughs> because it's a maze and <laughs> that could, could could become confusing and and maybe I'll shoot you uh, on accident. So uh, that's in the that's, guest. That, that sounds. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's 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 stick together in that maze and but. Don't look into the mirrors for too long, Kuso. Okay. I urge you, do not look into the mirrors for too long. <laughs> All right, so as y'all head off to the maze, we'll we'll go above the town of Juniper Springs, where, where Franck is, is at. So you're looking down, yeah, you're seeing uh, exactly what you saw, I mean, exactly what you saw when you looked into the future an hour ago. Okay. Um, that 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 creature is now a little bit more clear, uh, and it does. It kind of looks like a bear, but it has like an extra set of limbs. So it's this like weird like six legged bear, and it's definitely chasing down a person or a couple people. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna fly down in there and try to save some people and protect some people. Okay. Um, just because I see that there's an immediate danger there. Uh, let me, let's see. That sounds like if you're trying to, like, uh... Oh, yeah, I see it. Read a bad yeah. situation? Uh, yeah, you could do read a bad situation, yeah. I was gonna say... I don't know if that's where you're taking me, but what's the best or... way to protect the victims? Um, okay. Yeah, so yeah, roll on that, and we'll do, we'll do that. Okay. Got a five, and a six, eleven. I've got zero on sharp, so on a ten plus, hold three. Um, yeah. What's the best way to protect the victims? Uh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, we'll do them one at a time. So the best way to protect the victims, because you can fly, uh, it's going to shock the crap out of them. But you can definitely grab them, you know, and like take them, take them farther away as you're flying. I'd say that you probably, I mean, you've you've been around for a while. You could you probably can lift a couple people and fly them off somewhere. I mean, it it will scare the shit out of them, but at least they'll be (laughs) safe from the bear, the bear thing. Uh, are there any dangers that I haven't noticed? Um, so there's no other dangers except for right now people are fighting. But as this escalates further, you know, people, you know, there may be more illusions that come into it. But right now, okay. it would just be if you got caught up in in a you know fight between just normos. And what's most vulnerable to me? Uh, most vulnerable to you would be. Huh, how do I read that? I guess that would be what I what like thing would be the most vulnerable to you or yeah, okay. Um I would think you're you are above the ve- the bear, so you could probably get down, it'd be pretty vulnerable to any kind of attack from you because it probably wouldn't see you coming. Got it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to swoop in and uh grab as many people as I can, like you said probably a couple, uh fly them out uh to uh, the nearest, um, not the nearest, but but nice distance away, a higher building that I can find and put them on the roof so that they're off of street level. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they definitely scream. One of them definitely pees their pants. But you drop them off, <laughs> and you know they. It, it takes a minute, but they probably realize that you probably just saved them after a while. Cool. They would faint okay. if they were able to. Actually, one uh, just one. One does what would be a faint, but it doesn't lose consciousness. It just slams its face on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Uh, Should I – are you going to cut back to them or can I keep doing stuff? Uh, We'll go ahead and finish you off, uh, whatever you want to do, or at least do another step in this with you. Um, 
I'm going to also see if I can summon a monster into the world uh, to kind of distract this bear. That sounds great. Um, <clears throat> so for this spell, it's going to be sort of a, a spell where I move my hands so fast to where they just are, are blurs. You can't really see them anymore. Um, and then piece by piece, some <laughs> lines start to appear in the air, forming a sort of arcane symbol. Um, and then as the spell completes, that flattens out on the ground and then um, sort of burns, etches itself into the asphalt, and then from there sort of materializes a creature. Um, should I explain what the creature is before I do the spell too, or before I roll? Um, let's see. Let's roll. And okay. We'll, yeah, let's roll first. A one and a six. All right, seven. So ten. Uh, magic works without issue. Yeah, tell us what that that thing looks like. uh, So I'm going to make it uh, sort of a um, four-legged creature with uh, two heads. Um, One of them the head of a dog, and the other one the head of a spider. Um, (laughs) And it's got, did I say four legs? Let's make it six legs. All right. Uh, it's, It's really fast. Um, and, uh, the dog's head basically just barks nonstop. It's a noise machine. Um, and the spider head, uh, just kind of looks around. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that yeah. happens right in front of, uh, were you going to like for like right in front of the bear creature? Yeah. yeah. Basically. Do I, so I, do I control this thing or do I just summon it? And then it's basically on its own. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, you summon it and you can kind of, when you summon it, kind of give it, it's definitely bound to you, so it'll do what you want. Now you can just kind of give it basic command of, you know, fight that thing till it's dead or it disappears or, you know, you can get as in-depth with it as you want. So I'm going to command it to basically run around and sort of circle the bear and crisscross under its legs, whatever needs to happen uh, to sort of just keep it distracted. Okay, yeah. So that'll happen. It'll do that until there's either no bear there to deal with anymore, or it kills it, or it dies itself. So that situation will probably will probably stay in control. It'll keep that ba- that bear thing busy if you have the other things you want to attend to. Um, let me see. From here. I don't know. I don't know if I should just fly back. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you want to kill the bear, you can narrate that out, and then it'll just kind of slink off somewhere. It, it's all a matter of what you want to do with this thing. If you want to join the other two, uh, you know, you can do whatever you want to get you to that point, or if you kind of want to stay in the city, the town area, you can do that as well. Okay. Yeah, I'll go ahead and just knock it out. I'll, get, okay. I'll, I'll kill it. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, let's see here. So this one is just, sorry, I'm trying to make sure I do this the right way. I'm going to try to banish it Okay. Um, and just kind of get it out of here. All right. Um, same spell as before with the banishment spell. Uh, six and a four, ten, plus my three, thirteen. So I'm going to banish it out. Yeah, so your, your, your creature that you summon kind of keeps it in place long enough for you to get a good banishment, like hold on it, and then, and then get rid of it. So what does that banishing look like for it? Uh, similar to the one before, where it sort of pops out of, um, pops into itself. It's sort of imploding. Um, this one I'm not going to send to hell, though. I'm going to send it to Norway. All right. 
Yeah, it goes to Norway and becomes someone else's problem. <laughs> but eventually, because it's, you know, it's an illusion that's a uh, physical illusion that's created by somebody, eventually it'll just disappear. But who knows how many people it'll, it'll, it'll kill before that. <laughs> yeah, I won't know. You won't know. You can avoid the news for a couple of days. <laughs> cool. All right. So you want to fly back to to the maze? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're going to say the other two have already entered it. They knew you were taking off to to handle it. So, yeah, you guys enter the maze, and um, I don't really know. I mean, I'm not going to narrate a maze because it would just be a lot of that would be really confusing. But you're kind of making your way through it. Uh, just tell me kind of what you're doing as you go through. I have my 9mm pulled out, and I'm, yeah, slowly going through the, through the maze, um, mostly looking – at the floor um, to to find the way, trying to not look into the into the mirrors for for a longer time. I'm leaving uh, chip crumbs on the ground so we can find our way out if we get lost because I still have those chips. That is nice. Nice. All right, I'm going to have you both do uh, – because it sounds like you're trying to get a feeling of this maze. Let's, let's do read a bad situation for each of you. Okay. That's – Let's do it. Okay, so that's a roll plus sharp. I have plus one for sharp. Um, in total, I have a six. Is that a fail? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's a miss. So you you kind of misread the situation. Um, you know, you've kind of been staying close with Kuso, and, you know, you misread, you feel like, Maybe maybe that girl, I mean, nothing seems sinister here, uh, so maybe you can afford to split off from him or, you know, just basically you've misread the situation a bit. So I, I don't know. It seems like nothing's really going on here. Um, I, I, I don't think we're finding anything. What do you think, Kuso? Now, do I do my read-a-bad situation? Yeah, or do, do, your, just... yeah do your okay. roll. So mine's roll plus sharp. My sharp is plus two... Oh, no. Oh, wait. Uh, four. Oh, shit. I get six as well. <laughs> yeah, you agree, man. There is nothing wrong going on here. Y'all could probably split up and be totally cool. <laughs> All right. So, so we, we split up. Uh, I go left. He goes right. All right. So the only thing I really need to know is in this new uh, mind frame, are any of you looking into the mirrors? Um, I am. <laughs> not intentionally. I just... I just uh, yeah, maybe I you're just not as... Not as yeah. careful to not look into mirrors. Yeah. Though, so. I'm just yeah trying to find the way. Of course, I'm I'm looking up from time to time and, and glancing over over the mirrors, but I'm not like standing in front of a mirror and looking into it. Okay. Can so. I like can I like be smashing these mirrors at all or? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you're smashing them as you go, and then you you get to one and you go to smash it, and it doesn't smash. Oh no! Yeah, now you're looking directly into it for sure, because you know you're trying. Because when it doesn't break like the other ones, you you definitely look at it to wonder why. And you're looking there, and it's normal. You know, you see yourself standing there, uh, looking back at yourself, uh, and but behind you, you see that your shadows are definitely moving around. Your shadow specifically is moving around and kind of lumbering and growing over top of you. And you see it. You know, you see the shadow. Are you carrying your gun? Uh, I am. Yeah. Can I do the hunt? Can I do the hunt thing again? 
Uh, well, hold on just one second. You you see the shadow. It pulls the like you see oh. you pull the shadow gun up and is kind of holding it to your head. You know. So yeah, you can you can you can definitely do a hunch now. Your hunch, if you want. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what was it again? Roll plus sharp. So roll and then minus. No, roll and then plus two. Sweet. Uh, so I get a seven. So that's eight nine. So I get there late in time to intervene again. So I I just just have the chance to react. Yeah. So, um, hmm. <clears throat> Let me think of how that would work. What would you, what would you would be? You get there in time to intervene, but it's a little late. All right, so we're going to say that in the mirror, you you know, you see the gun in the mirror go off, and you don't suffer any physical harm, but it's so real that your mind thinks that you've been shot in your head. So there's uh-huh. definitely a moment there where you're, I mean, just you're, I guess, confused or, or freaked out. Okay. about what's happening. Do I hear anything? Do I hear a shot? Oh yeah, you or... you, you hear a shot go off. And about we'll say about out? about this time we'll say Frank is is entering the the maze of the maze. Okay, so I I'll, I'll try to to locate where the shot came from and try to make my way there. All right. So yeah, you make your way around and as you're doing that, you know, you're definitely you're looking around so you you look into yeah. the mirror. Uh Yeah. And you see, you see what has what is what has haunted you, what set you on this path this the whole time. There is there is a ghoul, and it looks exactly like one of the ghouls that that took your family from you is is in the mirror, just staring at you, just menacing you. Uh, and no! ghouls, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and in the mirror, you see it played over again, kind of the scene uh, of what happened to your family that night. Okay, that stresses me out. Um, uh, I, 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 yeah, f- fall on my knees and 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 like put my hands to the mirror and and scream. <laughs> yeah, and Kuso, you, you, well, you would hear a, a scream if you if you weren't having your own mental breakdown at the moment of, of yeah. seeing yourself shot in the head. But Frank, you definitely you hear a gunshot. Uh, which is, you know, it, it sounds different than an actual gunshot, you know, because it is just this, what was happening in this mirror. Um, and then you hear, you hear Geraldine, you know, just wailing out in distress. Okay. Um, man, I'm trying to think of what to do here. So I'm still outside of the hall, right? Yeah. Uh, no, you've just stepped into the maze of mirrors, so you're oh, kind of yeah, yeah. Okay. You're at the be- at the beginning of it. <clears throat> okay, got it. Um, I'm gonna phase through. Are, are they further in at this point, or can I see them? Yeah, they're further in. Uh, if you phase through, you could, you know you could definitely definitely it'd be easier for you to find them. Okay, I'm gonna phase through, get caught up with them, um, and then I'm going to cast a, a healing spell on Geraldine um, to sort of uh, get her head straight and back to uh, back to lucidity, if that's a word. I don't know if it is. It looks like the same spell that I cast on the line earlier, the green sort of orb that dissipates in a mist. Okay. Um, got a one. Good lord, this die. Oh, no. And a six, so wow. it's a uh, ten. Um, yeah. 
I cast it. All right. <laughs> and that's just the basic use magic move, uh, move right? Yeah, heal one harm from an in- injury or cure a disease or neutralize a poison. Okay. So I, I don't know exactly if there was damage taken or if it was just sort of a mental thing, but I figure that might help. Yeah, we'll use it that way that you, you know, you kind of kind of help her get to a, a soothing point, realize that this is, you know, even though it's horrifying to see the same thing play out, the the, the one event that changed your life the most play out again, you, you kind of get in, help get inside her head and, and help her get to a place where she can move past it a little bit, you know, not completely. It's not going to be like, okay, well, everything's fine, but, you know, to, to get to functioning. They cool. killed my family. What, what, what are you doing now? <laughs> I'm so lost on what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he helps you, but offers no no solace. <laughs> I asked for help. What has asked? What are we? What are we doing now? Oh, okay. You're asking me. I got it. I thought you were talking as the. Okay, I'm I'm back. Uh, get back up on your feet. We gotta we gotta kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's finish this thing. Meanwhile, I'm still in a panic somewhere. Okay, so um, we're, we're, we're trying to find um, Crusoe and going through the maze. Can I start to... phasing back and forth through to find him quicker? Quick, yeah. Clear? yeah, you can do that. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm going to phase through until I find Crusoe. All right. So we'll say that you kind of, you know, you do that in a way where you where you bring Geraldine, not phasing along with you, but you kind of lead Geraldine, and, and you, you do meet up with Kuso and see. What do they see when they find you, Kuso? Uh, they see me panicking and blindly firing into all the mirrors with my gun because I was so horrified, and I don't want to see that again. So you are surrounded by, by uh, you find a Kuso surrounded by just broken mirrors all around. <laughs> All right, calm down, man. Stop shooting. We're here. You're going to hit one of us. Should gonna... we use a spell or something? Because I'm... I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be... I'm just going to give some moral support and have him figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cast the same spell uh, on him to kind of get him back to level. So there's a 5 and a 5, 10, so 13. Oh, well. There we go. I think... I believe that means you offer me an added benefit. I offer you an added benefit? No, the keeper. Oh. Can't. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's say that you get uh, you're going to get a plus one on whatever you do next. Me or you or Kuso? Okay. Uh, if uh, do I offer you the benefit or um? It just yeah. It says offer okay. you some added benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So whatever you roll next, you're going to get a plus one on it on it, no matter what it is. Cool. That works for me. All right. All right. So we'll so everybody's back together. Uh, splitting off is not a good idea. You you YouTube <laughs> realize now uh, that everything is definitely not good in the in this maze. Uh, but as you know, Kuso was surprisingly close to the middle of it. You've learned uh, Frank by phasing in and out of everything. You know where the middle is, and you know but once you get to the middle, there is a door that leads out. You know the kind of a hallway that leads out. So. You all gather in the middle, and whenever you get to the middle of it, you you there's this feeling that there's definitely this is there's something going on here in the middle of this maze. It's a kind of a bigger like circular like twelve well twelve feet in diameter uh, circular area here. Um, there's nothing really special about it other than 
just the feeling that you get when you're in here. Okay. Um, let me investigate a mystery uh, okay. to find. So I, I do that first and then ask you if I get anything, right? Uh, yeah, but I think... Um, let's see. I think this would be more of reading a bad situation. Okay. Sounds good. Um, all right. Roll a one. What is with this die? <laughs> <laughs> Always the first one. And a three. So four plus nothing. Plus one. Uh, you get a plus one. Figure oh, yeah. So yeah. five. Also still have to suck my balls again. So <laughs> I help nothing. Yeah. So, so yeah, you have joined the club, which I mean, the other two, you guys can read a bad situation, too. But you've joined the club of everything's OK here. Not sure what what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. So would this just be could I just do a read a bad situation or would this be another hunch situation? Uh, I would say this is this. Yeah, let's go with hunch. OK, I'll do hunch again. Um, I fucking hope I get more than a 10 this time. Oh, I do. Okay, so I got a nine, and then plus my sharp, which is plus two. So I knew where I needed to go just in time to get there. Yeah, so uh, it's more of you're not going anywhere, but you you kind of see it happening first. You see in the middle of this room, as you guys are around kind of the outside, there's uh, it is really mirrors that surround you as well, but you see in the middle of this room that that there's the the floors are mirrored in here in this one room as well and you see in the middle mirror of the room that that something is 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 coming towards the mirror as if it's going to step out of the mirror and it's this this kind of big like smoky creature it doesn't really have anything defined about it but um it's it's kind of a sickly green color uh and and, and as you're looking it does kind of come up out of the mirror and into the room and kind of takes on the form of just this really tall, uh, really muscular green, just creature that has like long, uh, its skin is, it, it kind of looks like dreadlocks, but it's definitely skin. Uh, it kind of comes off of its head, uh, just these flaps of skin that come off its head. And, uh, it's got just these big, big normal, I mean, bigger than normal size hands uh, that are balled up into fists. And uh, as, as it comes out, you in your head, in your mind, you begin to, you, you, you start having hallucinations and uh, it's like dreams that you had before start to kind of play out in your mind. It's not, they're not manifesting uh, into physical things at the moment, but you're starting to see, you know, just kind of your worst nightmare uh, playing out in your mind. So what would that be for each of you? I think we know what, you know, Geraldine, that we might know what that is for you, but you can go Ghouls. Ahead. Yep. I see ghouls. <laughs> Damn those ghouls. <laughs> that, kind of freaked me, that kind of freaked me out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's quiet, then all of a sudden, ghouls in my ears. Kuso, what, what, what is a nightmare? What would be the worst nightmare that, that Kuso would have? Uh, I see the 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 demon that's that's possessing me taking over completely and uh, kind of just losing losing myself completely. So, yeah, yeah, like just that. complete loss of control. Yeah. All right, Frank. What's that? What's that looking like to you? Uh, I would think Geraldine dying. Something happening to her. Yeah. Losing her in some way. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so this this thing that's now in front of you is 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 putting these images into your mind as it's, and you know you feel like it's definitely trying to manifest these into reality because it would much rather you you deal with your own demons. Uh, well, no pun intended, but deal with your own <laughs> demons instead of instead of dealing with it. But as I said, nothing is manifested in form in front of you except for this this thing. So can, right. we, can we kick it to S? Oh, we'll try yeah. anyway? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if we had to deal with that stuff first. Cool. No, I'd Let's say I'd say yeah that you can all kind of push, you know, you, you you definitely you've been in here long enough, you definitely realize and and with knowing the town that that this is definitely just going on in your mind now. Now you probably realize that the longer this goes on, it it, it you will manifest it in front of you if it goes on for too long, but Got it. Uh, I'm going to summon a monster to help help us fight. All right. Uh, same summoning spell from earlier in the in the town. Uh, three and a six. Uh, is it weird on that? Right. Yes. Yeah. So nine. Uh, it works imperfectly. Um, so I'm going to pull it out. I, uh, yeah. I guess you have to give me a glitch. Okay. So yeah, your effect is that you're summoning a monster. The glitch is going to be. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say that when it comes out of wherever you summon it from, it, the summoning of it, because you're bringing it from another place, uh, definitely confuses it. And it's definitely going to, uh, lash out at you before it realizes what's going on. So it's going to do okay. a, har- a harm to you. Now, if you have armor, I don't care if you have armor or not, you know, you'll ignore that. All right. Yeah. So it's going to do one harm to you as it, as it comes out and well, tell us what it is and I'll, then we'll figure out what it does to you. It's like a it's sort of a big vulture looking thing, but it's made out of like kind of smoke that sort of it doesn't it doesn't hold like a, a very tangible form most of the time. Okay, um, but it's got sharp sharp claws, sharp wings. Yeah. So as it as it comes manifesting out, it flies up and definitely gives you a scratch like right across your across your chest. Got it. Okay, and I take a harm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to command it to just start attacking this this creature in front of us. Yeah, so it goes after it goes after this this creature, which is a dream eater, uh, and it, so it, it feasts off of dreams that it steals from people by stealing their sleep. So it's going to go at it and start clawing at it. Uh, it's going to do a couple harm to it. So when when he summons something like that and and we would shoot at it would we hurt the the summoned creature as well or is that just like a, a spell that can't be harmed by guns uh well what, what do you think david what do you think uh whenever you whenever frank summons these things you think they they can be harmed or they just do harm on this particular one, um, and I didn't think this far ahead, so I'm sort of cheating. I would say no because it doesn't have like a physical form, and it's more this sort of smoke. So I would say specifically bullets would just sort of pass through it if it was a, and you know, a shot that went wide okay. at the target. Yeah, I'd say physical weapons. You know, you probably have to have some sort of magical weapon to do any damage to it. Okay, so we we can shoot at the whole situation without. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so then son of shotgun. Shooting at whatever is going on there. <clears throat> um, rolling two dice. That's an eight plus tough. That's ten plus one for my special uh, tool. That's eleven. 
Nice. Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to do some, some damage to it. Uh, and you can, you know, because it's dealing with this bird, uh, I'll just tell you up front, it would only be able to do one damage to you. So if you did pick to ignore a da- uh, harm, well, I mean, actually your armor is going to ignore that harm anyway. So you don't have to worry about yeah. that. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, then I'll take the, the extra damage. Okay. So you'll do one extra damage. So you're okay. So that does a total of four to it. So yeah. What does that look like as this, as this, uh, this thing, this monster that David has summoned up on it is doing, you know, kind of flocking around its head, clawing at it every once in a while. Go ahead and play out the rest of that for us. How you maneuver in with your shotgun. Yeah, I, I, I go, go, as close as possible um, without um, getting too too close that it would harm me and, and point in shoot and all the little uh, what do you call it buckshot that's the word right yeah uh, um, tears into how does that how does it look <laughs> does uh, it have any <laughs> yeah it's got uh, like a or? yeah it's got it's got uh, definitely some arms and legs it's, it's pretty human looking except that it's kind of green and has uh, kind of like its skin on its head it kind of lays down like dreadlocks a little bit. Uh, its eyes are yeah. just big black orbs, and it's got a mouth just full of teeth. But... Okay, so the the buckshot tears into its side, and and um, yeah, goes goes through the the side, and then leaves big big wound. Yeah, and it it definitely reaches out and slashes at you, but it just it just catches the you know it's kind of the let's see. Uh, it catches your clothes and just kind of rips your clothes. Uh, now you do have you do have like some armor built into your into your clothing, so really yeah. it just glances off of off of you. Cool. All right, Kuso. Cool. All right. Um, uh, so I've I've learned my lesson from going up close to these things each time. So I just pull up my gun and I aim for its eyes. Uh, five, six, seven. That's too weird. So, so I got nine. So I, I hit its, I shoot at its eyes, and I, I hit its left eye. Um, I don't know if, if if this thing, if it's physical enough for it to actually lose its eye or not. Yeah. So are you using the big whammy? That that's what you're using, right? Since you're using yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, you do. You do. Uh, but usually the big whammy, you do have to move in a little close. But so you do that. And you do get a shot off. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it swings wildly and misses you. So, but you do Yay. get. You do put a bullet right into its eye, which you would think would drop it, but it uh, it's still standing there. You know, it's definitely hurt. You know, it's taking a shotgun blast to the side. It's got this this bird monster just flocking around its head distracting it by clawing into its head and ripping off some of the these uh flaps of skin uh and then you you definitely put a bullet into its eye so anybody can go there's no like defined order if someone has an idea or if you all three you know at a game basically one more attack is going to take this thing down if y'all want to kind of like get this pretty cool action sequence of working together to do it or however y'all want to play it out what if we do go ahead Andy. sorry i just want to say i have a double barreled shotgun so the natural thing to do would be to fire another shot with that thing <laughs> yeah so i'm rolling to die again oh uh, <laughs> uh, snake eyes <laughs> uh so uh, two plus two so uh, five in total oh no <clears throat> 
Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you go in. You feel good because this thing's distracted. Uh, you go in to just – you you want to get the final killing blow. You want to put the – you put the shotgun up on up against it and and go to pull, uh, but yeah, it 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 the bird that the monster is flowing around head kind of it shakes loose of it a little bit and it sees you with its one good eye and it grabs you and just tosses you across the room into the into one of the mirrors that shatters and and you fall down and yeah you take um, you take a cup you take two harm as you you bounce off this mirror and, and land on the ground. Is that um, with or without my armor? The uh, yeah. So, so it'll just take one. Yeah, your armor will okay. ignore one. So yeah, on a miss, right. you you don't get the shot off. That's the only time you don't get a shot off is on a miss. So okay. So before you can pull the trigger, it gets that opening, grabs you as you know you're the closest thing to it, and just throws you across the room. Okay, I guess it's up to you guys to fight this thing. Huh? I'm laying on the other side of the room. Alright, uh, David, you want to go? Yeah, I want to cast a, a big magic spell, um, which I I feel like uh, <clears throat> I, I know a, a one particular magic spell that um, requires the help from one or more or two or more um, people that have uh, people or demons or people that have demonic uh, abilities, so I think we could combine our demonic forces and cast one specific spell. I can set the spell up uh, and then if you can basically bring in um, your demonic energy and tap into what I'm building, and we can basically just fire a giant cannon of hellfire at this thing in the face. Um, but you'll have to help me, Kent, because I don't know if there's additional stuff I have to do. Like the big magic section um, says that basically you have to you have to help me, or you have to tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm looking at it real quickly. So I just, basically I just have to come up with a requirement. So you don't have to roll anything for big magic. I just got to come up with a requirement. So uh, let's see. Okay, so yeah, I think definitely because you uh, because Franck and Kuso have a link of a demon uh, somewhere. You know, you both you both know the same demons. Uh, you're definitely going to have to work together on this. Uh, it won't take a roll, but just kind of narrate how y'all come to the conclusion of maybe what demon. How how knowing the same demon kind of gets you to this point of using this big magic, and then how it then you know how it works. Um, so Kuso is the name of your demon Kuso. Are you possessed by Kuso? Is that your name? Uh, let's say I'm possessed by Kuso. Okay, so if we tap into Kuso's power, let it take over you completely. Let it take over the half of me that isn't demonic. Um, uh, the way I'm envisioning this is a sort of fusion dance, <laughs> uh, D- DBZ style, uh, to where we combine into, um, uh, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, just the straight up personification of Kuso um, into uh, Frank Kuso <laughs> and uh, blast it with Hellfire. Uh, if you want to do this, yeah, that sounds good. All right. Yeah. So. Uh, so- yeah, but you guys work together. What is that? Nope, no roll required for that. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna homebrew a roll to see if the to see if you recover from this or if Kuso takes over entirely. Oh no! But we'll deal with that after. Okay. Uh, how do you think this looks, or Kuso? Oh boy. Well, I, I think we should straight up do the fusion dance in Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Um. Actually, no. Let's not do that. Let's uh. Let's say we 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 cut our palms. And do like a you know like a blood brother type thing, 
to to let the demonic energy kind of flow into our bloodstream. And then what if the uh, sort of like demonic tendrils come out of the cuts and start to um, graft kind of our arms together? together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I like it. And then basically it starts on our arms and basically kind of spreads over our whole bodies and just kind of almost like a Kira style, I guess, like turns us into this some yep. abomination like type thing. Um, and then you take it from here. <laughs> uh, I would say at that point it starts to take shape into something a little bit more humanoid. Um, yeah. Catches fire. So in, we, we, you can see the definition of this demonic um, sort of, you know, trash demon uh, <laughs> in all of its detail, but it's still totally consumed by fire. And then um, basically one giant shot coming off of every inch of this demon, rather than from its palms or chest or anything, just one man or demon man shaped <laughs> blast of fire uh, at the uh, um, what was the, the name again? Dream Eater, I think. Dream yeah, Eater. Yep, the Dream Eater. Full on in the face. Yeah, so this blast hits it, and, you know, it gets really bright. So, Geraldine, Geraldine uh, you, you know, you probably shield your eyes a little bit as you're watching this. You're seeing this uh, this merging of the two of your two companions here uh, as they, they this magic overtakes them, and this, I guess, just like energy, I guess, shoots out and engulfs the Dream Eater, just kind of in a big orb, sort of, and... Then it just slowly starts closing in on itself, uh, and as it does that, the dream eater just is taken with it until this this energy just dissipates, and it's just this brilliant flash of light at the end of it, just kind of and it's, it's amplified off all the mirrors, uh, and yeah, that and as it as your eyes adjust back, you know, you see that the dream eater is is gone, and and the way the room felt before. Uh, that whole feeling of kind of a dread, dread feeling, or something that wasn't right, is kind of gone. Everything kind of feels back to normal. Uh, you look in the in the mirrors that haven't been shattered. Well, all the mirror. Okay, you look at all the mirrors have been shattered. And you look in the pieces of it, and you just see yourselves looking back at at at, at yourself. Uh, but Kuso, you got a little bit going on inside of you. You you have this <laughs> this this struggle going on within you of. This demon, which has always kind of allowed, uh, to, to, what's what's the human? Does the human have a name? Um, I forgot his name because he's it. been possessed for so long. Yeah, uh, there's this kind of inner conversation, uh, not really in words, as this as Kuso is, you know, kind of trying to take control completely. You know, it wants to be in full control. It's always shared this this vessel. Uh, at least a little bit with the consciousness that was in there before. So I'm going to have you, um, let's see. I'm going to have you just roll one of your D six and we'll say one, two, and one, two or three, you hold on to, uh, the Kuso doesn't take fully in control four five or six. And Kuso takes over con- full control of this body. Okay. I got a three. All right, so yeah, the human part, uh, it, it kind of things kind of go back to the way they were, where there's kind of equal control here. Uh, Kuso doesn't take full control, which who knows what would happen if that if 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 Kuso was left unchecked by this by the host of this body that that has long since forgotten who it was. So I guess maybe that's good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, you guys do it. Uh, you you know, as I said at the begin at the middle of the thing, there's a clear hallway path that's the exit. So uh, unless there's anything you want to do in here, you can make your way out of the exit. Um, yeah, I I want to get out of there. Yeah. All right, me so, too. Yeah. So yeah, you go out, and uh, as you come out, uh, the you look at the town, everything's back to normal at the town. Uh, there's no more. The buildings are all uh, present day looking buildings uh, as they were when you first arrived. You don't hear any of the screams of violence. Actually, you don't really hear much of anything at all going on. You just hear the sounds of like birds chirping. You just hear nature. There's not really a lot of sound. Uh, you look at the, as you walk around the circus, you see people actually are just laying down and sleeping. Oh, they deserved it. <laughs> Yeah, and like six of them are going to wake up with concussions from your pistol whipping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So um, let's just look at your phone, Frank, if if it's working again. Uh, yep, looks like it is. I think. Yep all all the phone your phones are now working. Uh, you know, the, you see it's getting a little dusk. You can see the house, the lights, and the the leaving house are on. So it looks like everything seems to be turned back to normal. But yeah, as you go through, well, is there, are you going to leave the, the circus grounds or what's your next step? I said we go off to the next adventure, let these people sleep it off and uh, <laughs> wake up thinking they had a bunch of nightmares <laughs> that we were never here and we were part of their dreams. <laughs> well, do right. we ever, did we find out where the dream demon came from? Uh, no, uh, I mean, you could definitely do some research after the fact to try to figure it out. That way, if you ever encounter one bef- again, you know, you could you could deal with it more. Oh, okay. Yeah, so pretty much you guys ride off into the sunset. Uh, you leave this sleeping town uh, of Juniper Springs behind, uh, move on to, to whatever, whatever new, you know, you stay attuned to the news and try to figure out where what's happening next somewhere where, where maybe your services could be needed. And yeah, the town of, of Juniper Springs, uh, everyone sleeps it off for a while. And after a few days, uh, well, they continue to sleep and <laughs> they stay asleep and never wake up. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, hit the music, Frank. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So, yeah, and that is Monster of the Week. But, yeah, if you guys want to go one more time, you know, just tell everybody where you're at. Sure. Uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> definitely check out our podcasts, uh, Erie International, Terror Table, um, both on iTunes, both on the Internet in some way. Um, we are doing a listener series pick um, where we're taking, or, or, like, some dedicated listeners. But we're basically um, – we picked eight people, I think, and they 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 suggested movies that we're going to be covering. So I think the first one we're starting with, we have a listener named Dwight, and he picked um, Brian De Palma's Fury. That's right. So we'll be covering that I, probably. I don't know. Our our days seem to be random and inconsistent, so it's, it's sometime this week. So yeah, check out both of those shows. Um, and uh, I started to say check out Ken's podcast as well. I'm so used to promoting all of our friends podcasts on our shows but you just listen to it so welcome yeah. to roll to play yeah hopefully everyone liked it hopefully, <laughs> hopefully i didn't make we didn't make ourselves sound like fools nah you all did very very fine very well 
It was more pistol whipping than I expected, but <laughs> it, it <went. laughs> yeah, just <clears throat> what the other guys said. Check out all those podcasts. I'm on one of them. <laughs> All right, and that's it. That is Monster of the Week. All wrapped up in a nice little bow. Man, those people of Juniper Springs, I guess they're going to sleep forever, unless maybe our hunters come back and figure out some way to wake them up to break the Dream Eater's curse that has been laid upon them. But anyways, that's for another time. So wrapping this show up, next week I should be posting... Next week on Wednesday, I'm recording uh, an episode with Tim Devine and Epidiah Ravishall, the designer of games like of Dread, of Swords Without Master, uh, Time and Temp, just a whole bunch of games. Going to come on, have a little chat with myself, Tim Devine, uh, just kind of about GMing in general, just things we like to do, inspirations we take. Should be a fun chat. That should be dropping next week, unless... Unless I move something around and drop it in first. But yeah, that's it. Uh, just a friendly reminder to keep up with the Facebook page, the Twitter page, even the Instagram for more news on all things Rotoplay. So yeah, that's it. Let's get on out of here this week. Uh, get out there. Be compassionate to somebody. Show somebody just extraordinary compassion. Just at least one person. It'll make them feel great. Have fun. And roll to play. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Roll2PlayPodcast at gmail.com If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly... Our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash Tritachion.